back to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we're so excited to be talking to you guys today about thrillers. It's going to be a good one today, guys. I just want to give you a heads up. We're we're on it. We're on it. And it's going to be good. <laughs> Not to brag, um, but. Yeah. I mean, things are happening. In your land, we are uh, September 27th. But in our land, uh, we just launched the <laughs> podcast this week and super excited. So thank you guys for all of our listeners and people who have been giving such positive feedback. Really appreciate it. Yes, it means so much to us. So don't forget to subscribe or like us or comment if you like what you hear because we need affirmation. We're very insecure. Please tell us we're good. It's all I need. Absolutely. Please. Um, So Chelsea, how was your week? It was good. So I'm still um, at home because my broken foot, it's 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 okay. I'm just propping it up, working from home, which is really nice. Um, but I would say the highlight of my week, one of my best friends from my hometown came to visit. So that was super nice. We got to spend time together and we got to play board games, which is like one of my favorite things ever. Oh, that is so awesome. What kind of board games did you guys play? Um, so we played this new one. I had my other best friend, Jordan, came over and we played. It's called Psycho Killer. I mean, fitting, very fitting for this. (laughs) It's like, so you're trying not to get brutally murdered. So you're collecting weapons and you're like slamming the door in the killer's face and running away. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever played Exploding Kittens. That's another very fun game. Yeah. 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 So it's like that, but like serial killer version. That's amazing. So yeah, it was a super fun board game. I loved it. And I recommend it to anyone who likes board games because it's murder themed. I have a lot of recommendations because I love, (laughs) I just love them. I love them. No, I think that's great. Have you played, there's a game, um, like, I think it's called, like, Hidden Nazi or something like that. Oh, Maybe. my gosh. Secret, Secret Hitler? Secret Hitler. That's it. Yes. It is so fun. Oh, you know I played Secret <laughs> Hitler because it's the only game where you can, like, yell at your friend, like, you're Hitler. I know you're Hitler. Yeah. Fascist. <laughs> it just brings you joy, you know? Oh, my gosh. It is so, yeah, it is so fun. Uh, we love board games in this house as well. So we always have like card games out and and a lot of board games and stuff. It's just like it's the best way to spend quality time with people without feeling like you have to be super conversational. I agree. And also <laughs> like you don't have to come with any talents because you just learn with everyone yeah. else. So you feel like, oh, OK, cool. We're all equally sucky at whack-a-mole slash uno slash whatever game it is, you know? Yeah. It just feels good <laughs> to also suck equally. It's- yeah, exactly. How was your week? Uh, it was a pretty good week. I actually read like so many books this week, Ooh-hoo. which was very cool. Yeah. I actually, and I finished this morning, I finished The Family Plot by. Oh, I Hong. saw that on your Instagram and I was like, ooh, Holy. so curious. Oh my God. No, I loved it. I loved it. So what I thought was really interesting with it though, is that the beginning part is what like had me so hooked in of like the family's all true crime and, Mm -hmm. and like seriously obsessed, but then it turns into more of like a family drama around a crime and around. It's um, by Megan Collins, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I've also, I've also read this book. So we actually have a book in common for once. So did you like it? Uh, I gave it three stars. So I saw your, thing and I was like she loved it here here it is okay so my opinion is that I loved that the siblings were all named after like 
true crime type people. So cool. Oh my God. Yeah. Like Dahlia for Black Black Dahlia, right? And then there was like Tate, Mm -hmm. um, which for Sharon Tate. For Sharon Tate. And then who were the other ones? Um, Uh, Charles Lindbergh, baby. Right. And then um, the other one? Oh, Lizzie Borden's dad. Oh, right. It was like, yeah. So that part was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, And I felt like the Mm -hmm. book was super creepy. So I I totally loved that about it. Because whenever you hear callbacks or references to things, you're like, oh, I know what this is. I know what they're talking Mm -hmm. about. But I remember there was like a ton of unnecessarily unnecessary dialogue which I thought was really boring and also I hated all the characters so (laughs) see here's the thing I loved all the characters because they were such a mess yes they were all a disaster where I was just like you're all the worst no they are they are all the worst but I did love them anyway so like what what I loved is that in the beginning I was just like it almost it almost started out as a almost dark comedy to me yes agreed because I was like the mom is like obsessed with baking cookies in the kitchen and they're talking about so I just loved everything about like their murder school where they had to write the murder papers yes and then they had to um the mom like dressed up all in white and then like stabbed herself with a marker (laughs) like a red marker 27 times like it's it's too macabre it's like one step too far where you're like okay do we do we have to go to this level honestly (laughs) i see i thought it was like i think it was a very good picture of like obviously way too far into the true crime um but what i did appreciate is that they were focused on and it gave me a, a different appreciation about focusing on the victims of true. the crime. That is very you true. Know, because there was not really any talk really about any of the perpetrators. There wasn't. It other was all than like, the main perpetrator in the book. It was mainly all remembrance type thing, right? Yeah. 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 So like talking about Elizabeth Short, so the Black Dahlia or, or um, and then they had like a bunch of other like random things that I was like, I don't know that I've never, I've never heard of these. So I started going down a little bit of a black hole or rabbit hole and yes. I was like, okay, I need to know all about these crimes but yeah so that I really liked it because of the true crime and it made me feel like okay I actually like kind of know some stuff because sometimes I read Peter Swanson's really good about he does a lot of throwbacks particularly in uh eight Eight. perfect Mm -hmm. murders and I was like I don't know any of this I don't know any of these references really I don't don't, oh my god yeah I don't read I knew so many I haven't read Agatha Christie what yeah so yeah I know I know. Wait, you've never read Agatha Christie? No. This podcast Mm -mm. is over. I'm sorry. It's just like, (laughs) I'm so offended right now. None. Not not one. Okay. So get on it. Yeah. No. I know. I know. Look, listen, listen. They're on my shelf. I just haven't read them yet. Instead of reading the family plot, maybe pick up an Agatha Christie book, a classic. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Well, this is, I know. You're right. I am. But- My point being is that when I read Peter Swanson, I was like, I don't get any of this. And then I read this and I was like, I get all of this. So that felt like very like, oh, that was such a good vibe feeling. Yes. It feels Um, so good when you're like, I know so much about murder. Look at that. Yes. At least like this, this, uh, this information, this like useless information in my head is coming in handy. True. It always feels nice when you can push something out of your mind to make way for something slightly more important. So when you use it, you're like, cool, used it. Goodbye. Yes, amazing. Other thing that I did this week, though, I did start watching Only Murders in the Building. Thank the Lord. 
Honestly, I was about to ask, and if you wouldn't have, I just my little heart can't take like, it. Tell me, how far did you get? What do you think so far? Okay, so I am two episodes into the first season. Great. Um, and I'm going to f- probably finish it this weekend over the three-day weekend. As you should. Um, loved it. Love it. Oh, my Yay. God. Like, it was 100%. I was like, yes, that moment in the first episode where, like, he's sitting at the table that, like, during the fire alarm or whatever. He's sitting at the table, and then the guy comes over and is like, oh, my God, what was in the dog's mouth? And then <laughs> she comes over, and I was like, yes, like, I relate to that so hard. Yes. Yes. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> it's so true. Like, uh, it yeah. just makes you feel so seen. Exactly. I was like oh it just makes me so happy like these are these are the people these are the people so I'm loving it I love that there's each of them has like a a darker secret that they're kind of keeping hidden from everyone although we just learned Martin Short's character did tell Steve Martin's character about not having money so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that started to come out but I am loving it I cannot wait to get into the rest of it so that was really I'm very happy to hear that I can't wait to follow up with you because it just gets better and better. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't get worse, which is a good feeling when you're just still excited about a show, even though it's not season one. Yeah. Well, it was great, too, because I had – last night I went out with some friends to dinner. My my best friend's over from the other side of the state. She's in town. And so we went to dinner, and I was telling her, like, oh, yeah, I started watching Only Murders in the Building because she's been telling me to watch it forever. Right. And then I was like, yeah, well, you know, Chelsea told me that blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm so pissed at you right now. Why? <laughs> (laughs) did you not listen to me and I was like look I know I just have been waiting I like to have a whole season or two couple seasons out and now and then the waiter came over and he was talking about it I was like okay see you're part of the group now doesn't that feel good yes to understand what we're all talking about exactly yeah that my FOMO no more yeah yeah exactly (laughs) now we're just all together we're all happy we all love a great show Speaking of, yes. uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out. Oh my god! I know. I'm so excited! September 30. I'm literally patiently waiting, refreshing Disney Plus, like, please, 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 please. <laughs> it's just rude that technically today is September 2, and it's been spooky season for two days now, and that it's not already out. <laughs> because Why do we not have it yet? We need to be able to enjoy it for longer than just one month. Agreed. Totally. Uh, That's why I decorate my house in August, because I ce- celebrate <laughs> for months and months and months and months, as I should, but I can't celebrate with Hocus yes. Pocus 2. It's like, come on. Come on. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see what they do with this because it's just like that is quintessential childhood, right? I watch it every year. I know. Uh, multiple times. <laughs> like, Same. I mean, just so don't good. we all? And it's like now is the time. Yeah. So I'm about to start watching all of my Halloween movies slowly. Um, or Ooh. should I? I don't know. Halloween, holiday, spooky movies. But the ones. Yeah. So I yeah. don't watch super scary ones. So I'm not like. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. watch like Halloween or Scream or any of those. I, w- oh, I will. Okay. I will one day. But right now. The main ones are obviously Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, those type of mm-hmm. ones. And so I'm like, right. I'm ready. Ghostbusters, Monsters, Inc., even episodes of Scooby-Doo. That counts, right? <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm ready. I love it. I love it because it sounds like you're just very, it's whimsical. You've got this whimsical vibe around it versus the scary vibe. Right. So do you move in? You do move into the horror, like full horror in October or no, what's never, the... never, ever. I never no. watch scary movies. <gasps> 
what? I'm a Wait, baby. What? I don't like scary movies. I don't like. Okay. You don't like scary movies. You read these like crazy thriller books yes, all the time. But and you, I know you've read some horror, right? Of course. So. And I don't mind reading it at all. But I know, I know, you're shocked right now. I can tell. <laughs> I am. But I'm completely blown away. Here's the thing: you can imagine books in your mind. So when they're like, "Oh, yes. Susie got decapitated by a roller coaster and her head rolled down," you can be like, <laughs> "Oh, cartoon version of Susie, just oh, cute little head, just bounces away." But if you're watching a movie, you have to see the director's yes. artwork come to life, and that is terrifying. Yes. They're, they're so well done yeah. that it's just like I don't need that fear. I don't like being scared. I like being entertained, but oh. not terrified. See, here's here's where I like to be a little scared. And I feel like I've been struggling. Like, so I love horror movies. Um, and I, sure. I mean, I don't watch a ton of a ton ton, but I do have a whole queue like queued up for this um, for the Halloween season to be able to watch a different horror movie every night. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, because I just like I'm I'm into it. I love it. But I find and I found this with horror books, too. I have yet to find something that like is scary enough for me what um where i don't i know where i don't think it's like funny the only stuff is like sometimes some like uh paranormal activity kind of things like that will kind of get me but you know your classic slasher all that stuff i just haven't felt scared in a while except for american horror story i will say first season of american horror story freaked me the fuck out oh my goodness Um, i will never ever ever watch any of that stuff you're so brave (laughs) like i'm getting chills just (laughs) thinking about it i cannot because especially paranormal normal because i'm like is this true or no is it real like that when it crosses over into real life like i think i could probably watch like scream or some of those because it's like yeah it doesn't feel real you know you're just like oh haha i'm never gonna be at a summer camp place i don't know i haven't seen it but if it's something that's based on real stuff like psychological that really freaks me out shutter island yeah. for example oh I'm like, my god that was so good it was good but oh it was god. like it's scary because you're like wait hold on one second like what's going on right now yeah i will say that anything that has related to do with mental stuff like the psychological stuff i will agree yeah um that stuff does kind of scare me a little bit more particularly if it's the way that if they're framing it where somebody has a mental illness and you don't know how they're gonna act Mm. like and that's so that kind of like that'll scare me and so and like i said sometimes paranormal stuff will do it but not uh, not, I mean, sometimes it's just like, oh, this is just cheesy at yeah. this point. But so that does remind me, though, because I also this week I read the book Hide. Have oh, that? of course I have. Oh, my God. I loved it. So good. It was so I loved <laughs> yeah. it also. I wanted it to be a little scarier, um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, because why did you want it to be scarier? Because you thought it would be like horror? Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought it was going to be deeper into the, into horror, but I really loved the setting that they were in, like this enclosed amusement park yes. and that they were, you know, there was like reasons why they were picked to be there, but they didn't know why. Like I loved all the intrigue. I liked that there was a monster that they were scared of, but I could have used a little bit more monster time, I think. For those of you who don't know the book Hyde by Kirsten White, um, it's about mm-hmm. a reality TV show set in a theme park like a creepy old decrepit theme park and if you can just hide for one week you get $50,000 so the premise was 
10-10. Like, there's no way that can be a bad oh, book. yeah. You know? No. I do. I agree, though. It was, like, a light, light horror. Like, slightly yes. horror, but, like, YA horror almost. Where you're like, this is not scary. Right. It's a little scary, but it's not scary. But it's scary. I think it's a very good, like, if you're going to dip your toe into horror, yes. that's a gr- it's a great place to start, like, dipping your toe into yes. where it's not super scary. Um, but it also reminded me of the book Hashtag Murder Trending, which was, it's... They're in a a locked place where they're um, they're actually prisoners. They've been um, uh, sentenced to be at this island or this whatever, mm-hmm. and they're filmed all the time. And so then people can vote like who's gonna get killed from the prisoners on like through Twitter and other things like that. Wow. So it had like that kind of vibe to it too. Both books really enjoyed. Just very fun dark uh, fantastical situations based on principle i will never read a book with a hashtag in the title so that's (laughs) disappointing for me that i'll never experience it but i'm not that's not okay that's not okay no it's it's not okay to put a hashtag in your title like we're that's not relevant so i will not do it Fair. Okay. Well, I will say for those of you who don't have Chelsea's hang up. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't is, have my high standards, good. then enjoy. Have the time of your life. Anyway, that reminds me. Okay. So have you ever listened to the Teacher's Pet podcast? Um, I think I've listened to an episode or two. It's based on, is it based off of a case in Australia? Yes. Yes. A 2008. Okay, okay. Yes. yes. The, the podcast is kind of old. I think it was like 2018, but it was about Chris okay. and Lynn Dawson. And he was like this football, like he's the star football player and she's the popular cheerleader or whatever. Yeah. And then she got, she disappears and you're like, Oh, where'd you go? You know? And it's, but it's been it was like 35 years ago, 36 years ago. Um, yeah. And it kind of follows the case because the weird thing about when she goes missing, he brings like their 16 year old babysitter that he met at the high school. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He yes. teaches okay, at yes. the high I school. I listened to the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He teaches at the high school. He brings the babysitter. He's like, you're moving with me. Anyway, uh, regardless, there has been a development in the case. 40 years <gasps> later, something happened. I don't want to – is it a spoiler? I, maybe. No. I don't know. It's hard to know. I don't think it's a – no. I don't – I mean, it's the it's the tr- It's the case of what's going on with the case. I feel like we need to know. Okay, great. I want to know. Okay, great. So he was – through the podcast, what new evidence came out. He was found the – pub- the court of public opinions, like, he's guilty. Then he goes to trial because yeah. of this podcast and is found guilty. <gasps> Oh my God. I did not know he went to trial because of the podcast. Yes. That's amazing. Right? That's amazing. So now he's- Oh my God. Then he's, I think it was this week um, that he was found guilty of his wife's murder because of that. Holy crap. Yes. Okay. So I do remember listening to that and being so grossed out because the yeah. teacher, like, he was a, the football coach, right? He was the football coach. Um, His wife, I think she was yeah. maybe even a teacher. And then there was a student at their school that was their babysitter. And then yes. it's like, ish so like obvious. I mean, I thought it was obvious the way the podcast presented it that he did it. And then he did it. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Right? <gasps> oh I'm, yeah. I'm I'm. I went to um, Apple Podcasts to look, and it looks like, yeah, May 13th, they said there's the teacher's trial. Yep. So now that they're going to have updates on the tra- – oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to get back into this. Yes. That is amazing. I know. So I recommend – I mean, oh I gosh. love podcasts that you actually, like, <laughs> something happens at the end, you know? So this yeah, one makes yeah. you feel extra good in real time because you're like, hmm, it's just interesting. It was you the whole time, and I thought it was, oh and it just – it makes you feel so good, and now that – 
justice is finally coming for him. Even if it's 40 years later, justice will be served. You know what? It will. Karma comes around. It'll come around. So, yeah, that's amazing. You know, and I love a good podcast that goes into, like, one story. So you can kind of deep dive into it as well. Like, Cold. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yes. With Susan... Powell. Oh my God, it's gonna drive me crazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So cold has cold has Susan Powell and and the Josh Powell Susan Powell story, and that was like the deep dive into that blew me away. Did you listen to it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. This is gonna be your assignment. I'm ready. Like I, you have you have to listen to it. So it's called Cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and it includes. It's just about how Susan Powell vanished from her home in uh, West Valley, Utah. Mm-hmm. But then it goes into the background of what her relationship was like with Josh and like growing up. And then Josh's family's super crazy. Like I'm ready. Um, I am ready. So her, so his dad was obsessed with Susan. So Josh's dad, Stephen, mm-hmm. was obsessed with his daughter-in-law, Susan. Mm-hmm. Like there's recordings that he did around professing his love Ew. thinking that she had she had sent like these um sly like little looks at him oh, meaning no. that they were like so he's secretly, just like oh, crazy oh yeah oh my god and they like they have some of the recordings in there i'm telling you chelsea it is one of the best things i've ever listened right. to and the most mind-blowing shocking like what the i'm what going the hell? to apple podcast right now and i'm adding it okay because i'm perfect so like you it sounds so good. I cannot wait because you are going to scream and be like, oh, my God. I, that's what I want. What? I would like to scream. Yes. Yes, it will be. I cannot wait. Oh I can't gosh. wait for you to listen to it. I'm it's so going to be so good. <laughs> um, well, moving on to Pub Day shout outs. So today, September 27th, we've got a handful of books that are coming out, which I'm pretty excited to share with everybody. The first is The Furies by John Connolly. It's number 20 in the Charlie Park series, which is a mystery thriller with a hint of paranormal. Treasure State by C.J. Box. That's number six in the Cassie Duell series, which is a mystery thriller P.I. series. I have not read either of those, nope, but um, sounds like they're pretty successful. They're they're continuing on with the series. A couple of other ones. The Other Side of Night by Adam Handy or Hamdy. Psychological thriller. The lives of a disgraced police officer, a prolific author, and an upstanding citizen are inextricably bound together by a series of mysterious deaths. Ooh. Hard to... F- yeah, so I will say, I made this, I made this note. It was really hard for me to follow the synopsis because um, it seems like there's a lot of layers. But the basics is these three people, their their lives are intertwined because of some mysterious deaths. So, Love it. Yeah, sounds to me like something I want to get into. Yep. Uh, another one that is coming out today, We Spread by Ian Reed. He's the guy who wrote I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh my um, gosh. That yeah, okay. book. Have you read that? <laughs> I have not read it, but I did watch the Netflix show and I was like, this was not what I expected at, at all. I got huge. <laughs> I was reading it. We were on vacation. We were driving to the Grand Canyon and I literally got chills and threw the book. I was like, I cannot. <laughs> this, it like, I had a full body chill. I was so shocked yeah. by that book and I'm never shocked. I was like, this is everything yeah 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 so he's got a new one coming out so it's called we spread 
Penny, an artist uh, who has lived in the same apartment for decades, surrounded by the artifacts and keepsakes of her long life. She's resigned to the mundane rituals of old age until things start to slip. Before her longtime partner passed away years earlier, provisions were made, unbeknownst to her, for a room in a unique long-term care residence Mm. where Penny finds herself after one too many incidents. She's initially surrounded by peers, conversing, eating, sleeping, looking out at the beautiful woods. She even begins to paint again. But as the days start to blur together, Penny, with a growing sense of unrest and distrust, starts to lose her grip on the passage of time and on her place in the world. So it's either she's succumbing to uh, destructive effects of aging or an unknowing participant in something more. Oh, my goodness. You just know it's going to be the best. Yeah, I mean, you know it's going to be something that's really unsettling. Yes, you, <laughs> yeah, you know it's going to be terrifying, which I cannot wait. Oh my goodness, like he has a way of writing where it like actually catches you off guard, which I really like. Yeah, where you're you're just shocked oh and. Man, I'm excited. for. I did not know that was coming out. I'm very excited. Yeah, so We Spread coming out today. And then one more, uh, we have The Vicious Circle by Catherine St. John. This is on a river deep in the Mexican jungle stands a colossal villa Xanadu. Which of course. makes me laugh. Of course. <laughs> um, a wellness center that's home uh, to an ardent spiritual group devoted to self-help guru Paul Benson and his enigmatic wife, Kali. Uh, or Callie. When Paul mysteriously dies, his entire estate, including Xanadu, is left not to Callie, but to his estranged niece, Sveta. Sveta? Whatever. Shocked and confused, Sveta travels from New York City to Mexico to pay her respects. At first, Xanadu seems like a secluded paradise, but soon the mystical facade wears thin, revealing a group of brainwashed members drunk on promises of an impossible utopia guided by a disturbing belief system and a charismatic, dangerously capable leader. Wow. Another cult book. Yes. Love it. Sign me up for the cults. Yep, always. Always a cult. Yes, for cults, always. (laughs) Yes. So congratulations to uh, these authors, John Connolly, C.J. Box, Adam Hamdy, Ian Reed, and Catherine St. John. Well, speaking of cults, do you want to talk about your book? You know I do. You know I do. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I haven't read it yet, and I'm like dying. You haven't read it yet? I know! Stop. No, I know. Stop it right now. I know. All right. So no spoilers. Like, no spoilers. Okay. My book yeah. is The Last Housewife by Ashley Weinstead. She is one of my absolute favorite authors, new authors. Like she is, she's just like a bullet coming through the author scene. So good. Oh my God. So, she's so talented. She's so, so talented. talented. She, so you guys might know her from In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife or her mm-hmm. romance book, Fool Me Once. Yes. So she does both thrillers and romance and had three amazing. books come out in the last year. So mm-hmm. she's just Crazy. amazing. She's amazing. Three books in a year? Are you kidding me? And they're all yeah. amazing. So I'm I'm all about her. Um, she is yeah. such a good writer. And her first book, loved it also. So I recommend In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. But Oh my gosh, yes. The Last Housewife is what we're talking about today. So, okay. this book is about Shay, her name, this girl named Shay Evans. And she, oh gosh. So while she was in college, um, she met some, she has some new friends and they also, all her and her friends meet this man who quote unquote seduces them in multiple ways with lies about something and then by the time they're seniors, there's only two people who were able to escape away. So 
Now Shay is living in suburban Texas and she hears that the other girl, Laurel, is dead and she committed suicide and that brings back memories of suicide to her um and Mm -hmm. so she reaches out to her old best friend his name's jamie and he is a true crime podcaster so this book has podcasts it has cults it has oh my gosh it has everything so (laughs) first things first and this is something that i appreciate so 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 much about ashley weinstead first page she writes trigger warnings because this book is extremely extremely triggering i i love recommending it but i have a like in the pit of my stomach I'm like but also don't think like there's so many trigger warnings so there's rape there's sexual abuse torture brainwashing suicide victim blaming self-harm physical abuse gaslighting like there's every trigger warning so know that which somehow just makes me really excited to read it oh 100% oh you look at how much stuff you've thrown in oh my god right no it doesn't (laughs) but but for sure like we have um our chapter decided not to read it as like a, a chapter yeah. option. Yeah. Uh, because we're like, well, it may be too too many trigger warnings, but I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, it's t- like okay, yeah. So for people who don't know, our October thrillers by the book club book is going to be The Last Housewife. Um, and so maybe not everyone's gonna read it because <laughs> it's not a kosher choice, but I'm I'm sticking by it. I appreciate that. You know what? It's a thrillers by the book club. It's thrillers. It's going to be dark. So I think that you can have different levels of it. And sometimes you just got to go dark, especially if the writing is as good as Ashley's is. Oh, it yeah, exactly. So the setting is in upstate New York, which is where her college is. And it's about, so it's the the books about Shay, who's the main character, Laurel, who's one of her best friends who committed suicide. And then Jamie, her friend with the podcast. Those are the main characters, but it also talks about like the rest of her group of friends from college. Yeah, so- her writing is amazing. The book is super dark, super gritty. It's dark in a good way where it like drags you down a rabbit hole and you feel like you're stuck on this like fishing line and you're just following where the story's going. So oh, at the end God, of each chapter, that. you're just like one more chapter, one more chapter, one more chapter. Oh, yes. Which yes. is the best. It has a lot of parallels to the Nexium cult. If you know anything about oh. Nexium, mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities. And that's something I like. I like when books like play off of true crime. I don't know if that's what everybody likes, but I thought it was awesome. A main thing she wrote about was she she writes about cults so well. And like, how do people find themselves in a cult in those like compromising situations, how hard it is to get out of a cult. And I thought that was really well done. And not that I know that much about cults, but it made me feel like she knows a lot about cults to write about it, <laughs> which was cool. Um, but also yeah, this yeah. book is about like, gender and where power is placed in men in our culture and misogyny and the patriarchy and gender roles and all of those things and she just she was saying a lot about like fear and control and it's so well done but it's also like a poignant like political statement I think yeah um, which I appreciate in books so I I agree with her and that made me just love her even more I'm like you're so right everything you're saying is so right and so relevant so timely yeah So it all worked for me. Nothing didn't work, but 
if you are sensitive to trigger warnings, then perhaps Mm -hmm. don't read this because it is extremely triggering. But I still recommend it and I still hope that people pick it up because it's not that bad. It's just dark. It's just dark. Yeah. It's just real dark. So the similar books that I thought maybe they never learned by Lane Fargo that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be a similar book or Yes, Daddy by Jonathan Parks Ramage. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, No. Oh, it's so good too. He, I think it came out last year. Um, but it, yes. So that one is also about like abuse power. It's so good. Yes. Daddy is what it's called. Okay. I just added it to my TBR cause I definitely need to. That, yeah. Yes. Highly recommend. What was your book? Oh, well, so I decided, uh, today I wanted to highlight one of my favorite authors. So that's Jennifer Hillier. Yes. Um, love her. Love. I love her writing. I, I don't think I've ever – I haven't read anything of hers that I was, like, meh, meh about. Like, we did read the uh, Things We Do in the Dark over the summer for the Thrillers by the Book Club, mm-hmm. and we had an author chat with her, which was really cool. Um, so look for a bonus episode of that recording coming out soon. Um, Ooh, yes. With that, and a couple people yes. have talked on the – our podcast account, the Thriller was by the Book Club Pod. They have been like, "Can you release the recording?" So it's coming. Oh, perfect. Yep, we will. It's going to come out. Uh, we'll we'll get it out for you guys. Um, so special episodes of those coming. With that said, I decided to go with one of her um backlist reads, Ooh. and I that I think is very it's underrated. Doesn't get as much. It's starting to get a little bit more um traction. But I picked the Butcher. <gasps> I have read that one. Oh my gosh. Oh my I'm God. so excited. Yes. Well, I, okay. So this was, my, I reread it before we did this. Cause I was like, I want to make sure that I've got all the pieces down. And I was like, yes, I love it just as much as I loved it the first time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it was released in July, 2014. So it is available everywhere. Um, it's 401 pages in a paperback, but like these are, it's small and it's about nine and a half hours on audio. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's. It is so freaking good. All right, multiple point of view. We've got Matt, Sam, and Chief Edward Shank. And so there I'm gonna give a little bit of a spoiler because there's really no way you can get talk about Do this book it. without that little bit, but it happens early in the book, so it's not like that much of a spoiler. Okay. Okay, so Chief Edward Shank is renowned for catching the butcher, who is a serial killer in the Seattle area in like the late 70s, Love. early 80s. Yeah. Uh, I mean So super love um, because we're like in Seattle and yes, all the serial killers. Okay, so he's renowned for catching the butcher and he just was has moved into a retirement home and given his house to his grandson, Matt. And Matt is an up and coming uh, star in his own right. He's a hot chef of a of a restaurant called Adobo. And there's a lot of interest in him and possibly doing a reality show. So Matt is is remodeling the house that he got from his grandfather the former police chief and discovers some buried totes and spoiler discovers that his grandpa isn't who he thought he mm. was. Grandpa was the butcher. Of course he was. So of course he was. Of course he was. I was about to be like, but is he the butcher? Like, come on. Yes. Yes. Of course he was. So, so the, the, see, so the chief of police kills a guy that they say is the butcher. And then, um, turns out he's actually the butcher. Mm-hmm. 
but this all and it all happens within the first like couple of chapters because we start getting the point yeah so it's not it's not really a spoiler and you can kind of get gather that from the synopsis on the back like okay yeah yeah he's obviously the butcher it's um, called the butcher come on right 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 so we have a point of view of matt the grandson we have a point of view of chief or the butcher. So we get to see him now as a rich, as a retired person or retired to retiree now and like kind oh, of what wait. he's doing. And then we have So he's still alive? He's still alive. So he yes. he's alive when his grandson figures out he's the butcher. Yes. Ooh, yep. yes. So he gives his house to his grandson and is like, bye. Gotcha. And moves into a retirement home. And the grandson is like, I'm going to remodel. And then finds this tote oh my gosh. That, the, uh, that the chief had buried. So obviously, like, the chief is probably like, yeah, he's probably going to find this. So that's why I feel like he's not that much of a spoiler because it, it happens really early. Yeah. So you've got Matt chief shank um he goes by chief and then you've got uh sam so sam is matt's girlfriend sam is a an investigative reporter who is writes about true crime and she's now investigating the death of her mother so her mom died five years after the supposed butcher was shot and killed so but she thinks that her mother was killed by the butcher Okay. So she is so she's doing this investigation and that is Matt's girlfriend. Of course it is. So Sam is is talking to the chief all the things about the butcher and all of these things that she's doing this investigation uh as she's trying to figure out the story cuz she's like I'm pretty sure the butcher actually killed my mom but they obviously like to everybody else no the butcher actually died 5 years earlier. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is that people start dying again and everything the police know about the butcher is called into questions. Do they actually catch the right guy years ago or is there a copycat on the loose i basically said this is like think of this as like dexter in a retirement home oh okay 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 yeah there's a lot of deaths that happen in this book some are more detailed than others but it is like it is just really fun i love getting to be in the mind of a killer yes so you're in the mind of the killer you're in the mind of the grandson who's like holy fucking shit my grandfather is the killer like is the serial killer and he's like well known and respected and then matt gets himself into some little bit of a little bit of a scary situation on his own where he has to rely on his grandpa um and all the secrets are like revealed between the two of them and then they're just like how are we dealing with this moving forward meanwhile sam is like has no idea and is like oh um, i'm trying to find out who actually killed my mom and keeps going back and talking to the chief who was the guy oh my god like it's just so i mean it is fascinating. It's such a good book. And I know that was kind of a lot of spoilers, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't tell you right. about. So you'll get plenty of surprises in there. It's one of those thriller books that's like, it's not about the twist in this book. It's about the story. character interaction mm-hmm. and the story and how they're interacting with each other. Like, how are they getting through this situation together? Oh, oh my God. It is just. That sounds amazing. It's so good. That sounds amazing. It's so good. Yeah. So um, you've got Sam, Matt, and the chief. And then um, we have Matt and Sam have a mutual friend named Jason, who's a former Seattle Seahawk. Um, So he he plays it. I love that. I was like, yes, that's great. So fun. And then... (laughs) <laughs> then Detective Robert Sanchez. So there is a detective that's looking into the latest string of murders um, that Sam is working with as, as an investigative journalist. So that's really fun. Trigger warnings. There's definitely some gore, violence, sexual assault. It alludes to some incest. There's Ooh. gaslighting. So there's there's definitely um, some definitely some triggers in there. Mm-hmm. But I would I would say in general, it's not as um, it's not as descriptive into any of those things. Gotcha. But it just depends on people's level of of, uh, comfort. So my favorite part about this uh, is 
everything about Chief Shank. He's my favorite character by far. He's a no-nonsense guy. He's been deceiving everyone for years. And basically, now that he's old and retired, he's, like, given himself the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. So we get a few descriptions of him, like, killing people and all of these different things. And there's somehow, like, kind of satirical. And maybe it's just I have a dark sense of humor. I don't know. But I felt (laughs) it was, like, really funny. I was like, dude, you are crazy. But he's just, like, coming back into his own as the life of uh, as being the butcher. Mm. Um, And his perspective is, like, he's got total freedom and stuff. It's just, it's so good. It does sound good. Um, There is one part that I didn't really love, which is the relationship between Matt and Sam isn't very believable. There's so much other good stuff, though, that it's, like, becomes this background thing and then it's like their relationship is even a background in their own lives so that kind of like didn't know that that worked all all that well but it didn't take anything away from me okay anyway i'm a like i'm just so obsessed with this book it sounds so good um yeah i gave it four and a half stars and then similar books uh there's a book called last girl gone by jg heatherton which is about um an investigative journalist night swim by megan golden which is uh podcaster but you know going back to a crime in in the old old area um where they were before jar of hearts by jennifer hillier the vibe is very like on brand for that and then dexter um, by jeff Lindsay. i love that sounds amazing i need to get that one right now it is so good it is so good and i like again i know i gave like a lot of details about what goes on in it but it i don't think it's gonna take anything away it's so fun it's such a fun book. When you were talking about a player being on the Seahawks, that reminded me that – so this week we had my office fantasy football draft, and I've never Ooh. once – I've never once participated in fantasy football. I know nothing about fantasy football. What? All I know okay. about is crap-talking people. So <laughs> my, my one talent is, like, I'm super confident in what I'm saying, and I love to challenge others, but I actually don't know anything about it. So <laughs> – so the guy who did it, he was like, you seem like you would get into this. And I'm like, oh, I will. I'll be very confident in my mediocre skills. So we had <laughs> we had the draft this week and he was like, oh, I'm having a, a draft party. We should all draft together. And I'm like, look it. First things first, I have a house guest. But even if not, I want to cheat and have my husband help me. So can't make it. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand my strategy. My strategy is cheat as much as possible and hopes that I win a plastic trophy. <laughs> So it went well, um, I think. I don't know. My husband did the whole thing. I only drafted, like, my defense and my kicker. And I was like, that seems good enough. <laughs> You're like, cool, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Did, who did you draft for your defense? Uh, Green Bay. I drafted okay. Green Bay. Okay. I saw them, and I said, you look nice. And then I drafted them. And that was <laughs> – that's my strategy. Kind of just read the names and say, which one of you do I connect with on a spiritual level? Oh, Devonte, it's you. It's you and me till yes, the end. Yes, it's you. Yeah. So that's, that was fun. Uh, that's amazing. I've, um, so I've done it fantasy football. We didn't do it last year and I don't think we're doing it this year, but we did it for about five years, a group of friends uh, um, of mine. And I have one friend who she would pick her drafts based on if they were smiling in their picture I or love not. that for her. I love that. Wait, did she pick the smilers or the non-smilers? Yeah, this, she picked the smilers. Sure. If they smiled, she was like, yes, this is this is the person. This I, is the guy. I love it. I agree yeah. with her methods. Um, I Until this year, the last like five years, I've had a bachelor draft. So oh, for yes. each season of The Bachelor, I do a draft and also Bachelor in Paradise. And it's like 
you get points for like who said I love you first, who said they're here for the right uh-huh. reasons, who did this, <laughs> this, this. It's so fun. I'm like, this is football's average. Bachelor is forever, you know? Like I, <laughs> the draft is so but I kind of stopped doing it because I'm like, okay, I need to focus on, you know, like work and other things. But it was yeah, the right. best. That I mean, it does sound very fun. So here's my tip because I did win several years. Oh, okay, okay. I don't I don't I don't know. Like, I mean, I grew up watching football, but like, I don't really know all the technical details. And I was like, I don't know. Don't be afraid to drop people and pick people up on your on your lineup on and the waiver wire. That like, means that you switch them out. <laughs> yes. Yes. So like right now you've got your you have your lineup. Right. And then you've got your people who are on your bench. Sure. So every week you're going to go in and you're going to move people from maybe on your bench onto your main lineup because maybe they have a bye week or something. I like probably that. So you're going to do this every week. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> then I don't know how to help you. Honestly, I just, I just want to leave it there and do nothing and then win. That's that's my goal. Is like do I, no work and get all reward. That that was my plan. Like, don't contribute in any way, but be completely successful. Um, I I hate to break it. No, to you. it's not gonna work. Yeah, no, because so. Every team has a at least one week where there's a bye week. So that means at one point in time, you're going to have at least one player that's going to get zero points for the week because they're know? not playing. What if I picked every player from the same team? I that, didn't. Then that I team, didn't. you'll get a I complete. Okay, yeah, no. but then you would get a complete zero. Okay, what if I picked, that team won't play what if I picked all different teams? <laughs> what if I picked one of each? I'm telling you, you're going to yeah, have I am. I am. a bye week in there. Yeah. No, I am. I'm just being annoying. I don't know anything about this, and I probably will have multiple bye weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, I mean, you can do it. It's a, it is a strategy. I've seen people do it before, because sometimes it doesn't even matter until you get down to the playoff section anyway, depending on how your fantasy league is signed up. Or It's a snake. Uh, a snake. A snake draft. That's all right. I know. <laughs> it's the shape of a snake. <laughs> It's a draft. We went in a snake formation and we drafted. It was a great time. Had by all. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Here's the thing. Perfect. Don't pin don't pin your hopes on me. Let's, let's I'm not. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I really I'm excited for you. I'd yeah. like to I can't wait to hear how you end up at the end of the season. Um me, same, especially with honestly, your strategy I, of just like set it and forget it. Yeah, that's that's my life strategy. It so far it's been mediocre at best, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Listen, if it gets you a middle of the pack, that's a win. No. First if nope. you're not first or last. I've always said that. And my so I work at a pharmacy school and our dean is on the league. So my goal is to beat him and nothing else matters. But also okay. first. First would be best. First. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, best of luck to you. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support and belief. You're in welcome. Me. I think that Yes, it, I have all the belief. It's gonna be great. I, the reason I thought of this is because I have um Russell Wilson as my backup quarterback and he used to play for Seattle, yeah. and I know things. He so. did knowledge. Yeah, he did. He just left. He just left. I didn't even know he left without him in ten I'm not years. Gonna lie. I tried to draft him because I thought yeah. he was still on the Seahawks, but whatever. Mm, yeah. Uh. Yep. Nope. This is the he was on the Seahawks for ten years and then just transferred um over to the Broncos this year. So last that I heard is we don't the Seahawks don't have a good quarterback. Plan in place, but I also haven't been paying attention for the season. So, anyway, doesn't matter though. Doesn't. But in this book, Jason, Jason is a C as a former Seahawk, um, and we love that. We love, we love it. it. They go to a football game; it's great, um, especially if you're 
Seattleite, Pacific Northwest. It's like very us in this area. So love it. Love it for you. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening today. We are so happy that you love us so much that you come back more than once. That is our goal. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want us to keep coming back, please rate, review, and subscribe because that's apparently an important thing. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I hear. I hear that people that, you know, the algorithms like it. So that just gives us more um, chance to reach out to other readers that are just like you. Woohoo! Um, was that, did I just do Reading Rainbow at the end there? I loved it. It was, it was, I don't know if you can just put the soundtrack behind it. It was the vibe for sure. Yeah. For sure. There we go. All right. You guys have, everybody have a great rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening to this and uh, enjoy your next thriller. Bye. Bye.